Back-to-back wins for Chris Eggleston sets up a 1-2 championship battle for Bill McAnally Racing with Todd Gilliland and Chris Eggleston atop the points. I'm Anthony Alejandrez, and you're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNAPA.com. On today's show, we'll give you a recap of Chris Eggleston's big win at Colorado National Speedway. We'll get you caught up on the championship points battle in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West. And we'll preview you on this weekend's NASCAR K&N Pro Series East race in Stafford, Connecticut. We'll also be joined by Chris Eggleston, and we'll talk to him about his second win at his home track, Colorado National Speedway. But before he joins us on the show, we'll get you caught up on last weekend's Napa Toyota 150. Round 5 of the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West season. Practice began early in the day, and Chris Eggleston jumped to the top of the board early on, and he really showed that he would have the car to beat come race time. Chris and the number 50 Napa Filters 50th anniversary team would lead both practice sessions leading into qualifying. In qualifying, Bill McAnally Racing would have a strong presence at the front of the field. Todd Gilliland would pick up his third pole position of the year and would lead the field with the green flag. Chris Eggleston would have the second best time, taking the outside of the front row to start the race. Bill McAnally Racing newcomer Cole Moore would show a lot of speed in the number 20 JM Environmental Toyota, starting his season debut in the third spot. Julia Landauer would qualify her number 54 Toyota Racing Curb Records Toyota in the seventh spot coming off two straight top five finishes. Riley Herbst would round out the field for BMR, starting in the ninth spot, looking to rebound from a tough race at Orange Show Speedway. When race time came, the clouds rolled in around Colorado National Speedway. The race would begin, Todd Gilliland and Chris Eggleston would begin their battle. Before any pass could be made, the rain began to fall, putting a halt to the Napa Toyota 150 just five laps in. The race was delayed for over two hours until the track was dried and the racing was ready to resume. The race ran under caution until lap 24 when the green flag would wave yet again. Todd Gilliland and Chris Eggleston would immediately resume their battle from the first few laps of the race, and on lap 38, the number 50 of Chris Eggleston would take over the race lead. The race would run green until a solo spin by a lap car on lap 74. On lap 102, Julia Landauer would go for a spin while running in the top 10. The race would resume, and Chris Eggleston would again jump out in front. Inside 20 to go, the caution would fall for debris. And when the green flag fell again, Chris Eggleston and Todd Gilliland began a fierce battle for the race lead. Todd would edge Chris at the line just as the caution would come out again, this time for a wreck involving Riley Herbst, Cole Moore, and several other cars. After cleanup, the green flag would come out on lap 142. Todd Gilliland and Chris Eggleston would battle yet again. Chris Eggleston would retake the lead from Todd two laps after the green, and Todd would slide back into the second spot. With four laps to go, Todd Gilliland would get aggressive in turns three and four and move Chris Eggleston up the track and take back the lead. Eggleston, though, would not give up the race that he dominated in front of his home crowd, and with two laps to go, he would look inside of Todd Gilliland and return the favor in turns three and four, retaking the lead, and he would drive on to his second consecutive victory, fifth of his career, and second at his home racetrack, Colorado National Speedway. Todd Gilliland would end up finishing in the second spot, retaining his point lead, Julia Landauer would make a great comeback and drive back through the field to finish in the 6th spot. Riley Herbst would endure another tough outing and end up finishing in the 13th spot in the number 19 Napa Power Premium Plus Toyota. Rounding out the field for BMR was newcomer Cole Moore making his second series start. 
He would end up finishing in the 14th spot in this race, but that was not a big indicator of just how well he ran in this race. Moving on to the championship standings now, Todd Gilliland still finds himself out in front after five races and two victories, but now up to second in points is Chris Eggleston, fresh off back-to-back -back wins, and he now just trails by four points. Julia Landauer sits fifth in the championship points, just one back at the fourth spot, and Riley Herbst finds himself eighth in the standings with three top tens on the season. He's just 12 points back of the top five, heading into Sonoma Raceway. Need to get your car repaired? Why not take it to the place with the best reputation in the community? I'm talking about BMR Napa Auto Care Center. They offer everything you need to get your car running like it should be, from general automotive repairs to brakes, transmissions, oil changes, tune-ups, computer diagnostics, and much more. BMR Napa Auto Care can do it all. It's always important to remember that taking care of your car's health is an important part of protecting your investment and protecting your family. So take your car to the place that will save you time, money, and hassle down the road. Schedule an appointment online at bmrnapa.com or over the phone at 916-676-0010. 8636 Antelope North Road in Antelope, California, and 900 Riverside Avenue in Roseville, California. That's BMR Napa Auto Care, championship service from a championship race team. Chris Eggleston's up next on BMR Access. Back on the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show, and today we're being joined by the race winner. Two races in a row now. Chris Eggleston has won the race in two races in a row. He's followed that up by coming on the show. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. Awesome, Anthony. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks again for having me on your program. And congratulations again on the second straight win. You guys looked really strong out of Colorado National Speedway, and you really looked strong from the get-go. You guys were fastest in both practice sessions. Did you really expect that you guys had the car to beat in this race from the beginning? So I, I really don't feel very optimistic week in and week out, no matter what race we go to. We can be the fastest car by half a second. And I just have it in the back of my mind, you know, that anything can happen, any mechanical failure, any, you know, any crazy thing could happen. And, uh, but, man, did, did I really think we did? Yeah, we did have a really fast 50th anniversary Napa Filters Toyota from the get-go. When we unloaded out of the trailer, from the first laps that we turned, I, I knew we had a really good, well-balanced race car and that that big thanks to ty joiner crew chief for for preparing a really fast race car and bringing a, a fast race car on load quickest in both practices like you mentioned and uh you know the bummer deal is i've been in the k&n pro series for for now a year and a half or so and we still don't have a pole and i really really thought we had a, a good shot at it turned a really good time and qualifying that i didn't think anybody could touch and lo and behold you know teammate todd gillen goes down there and Runs a couple thousandths faster and knocks us off the top of the board, but that's okay. Great run by the 16 team all weekend, Napa Auto Parts on top and, uh, and qualifying. And, and the Filters team was able to get the victory, and we were able to finish one, too. So definitely a really good weekend for Bill McAnally Racing out at Colorado National Speedway. Well, you mentioned it. You finished one, two in this race, and you started one, two. And uh, you guys got off to a really good start battling it out at the first few laps, but uh, you guys were put on hold for a little while there when the weather came in at the track. You guys only made five laps before it really started uh, the downpour. Uh, what were you expecting when the race went green again as far as changes to the racetrack of the cars? Yeah, so during the rain delay, I was trying to think of, of what that track usually does when it rains and cools down. and. And I think the only beneficial factor that we had going for us was that it was so hot during the day, the sun blistering down on the racetrack, that the rain just really took the heat out of the race 
track, and I felt like the track just gained overall grip. And um, I don't think I don't think the weather or the rain really hurt anybody or helped any anybody per se type deal. You know, it's the same racetrack for everybody, of course. But I think the track definitely got faster after the delay. Um, when we went green, um, you know, we didn't fire off great on the top side when we restarted on the outside, but we got about five to six laps in. I think it was we were able to get by Todd on the outside and kind of put a little bit of distance in between he and I. And at that point, you know, we were just able to kind of conserve tires for, from there until the end of the race and, and definitely had some challenges from not only Todd, but a little bit from Ryan Partridge there in the middle of the race, the 27 of Grayson Raz. I mean, there's a lot of fast race cars uh, this past weekend, and we definitely had to earn this win. You mentioned just a moment ago the different lines that you had to run on the restarts and uh, during the race. We saw when you had the lead a couple different times you chose the outside and one or two times you chose the inside as well. And then there were the other occasions where you were restarting in second and it was really not up to you. But when you were out in front, was there one that you really preferred over the other? So at Colorado National Speedway in recent years, it seems like the top side has been you know, a little bit more advantageous to restart. But it seems like some years, whether they spray the, the racetrack and put some sort of Coke syrup or whatnot on the outside surface kind of hinders whether the outside is better or not. And and so the first time we had a restart and we were in the lead, we kind of chose the outside. One, we were, we were a little snug and a little tight, and I, I really didn't want to get pinned down on the bottom by whoever was restarting on the outside. But on top of that, I wanted to know which lane was going to be better than the other if we had a late race caution. So I figured if we'd start on the outside now and, and learn for the end of the race, we would know better what to do. And if we lost a position or two, you know, early in the race, I'd rather lose it early than later. And so it was more of just a learning experience on what the car liked and what it didn't like. And it definitely liked the bottom better. Uh, even though we were able to hold our own on the outside of, I believe Ryan Parchers was next to us on the inside at the time. It definitely took us a lot longer to, to clear them. And I feel like we were using up our tires a little more staying up there. Whereas when we were able to restart on the bottom, it, it would only take a lap or two and we could clear second place and just kind of begin to coast again. So so all in all, at the end of the day, um, I think the bottom was preferred. And then when Todd got the lead with about four to go and, and uh, he restarted in front of me, but more or less he elected to take the top side, uh, I was I was thankful at that point that we were able to restart on the bottom. And it produced a really good race for the fans for sure, those last closing laps. Yeah, and I mean, for you guys, you had a really strong run once you got to the front early in the race after the rain delay, and you really seemed like once you got out in front on those long green flag runs, nobody could touch you guys, and you had a, a longer green flag run than we're used to seeing at these short tracks in the K&N Pro Series. After the rain delay, you guys ran green until lap 74. How much were you hoping that this race would stay green because it really didn't look like anybody could catch you at that point? Yeah, I mean, that would, that would definitely be a, a nice thing to have, but I knew in the back of my head that no matter how much I would want that or had hoped for that, you know, chances are pretty good that there's going to be a caution or a few there at the end. And so you just can't get too greedy. Every time you want to get back to the, get, get back to the throttle, you just got to keep that right rear under you, especially in these heavy cane in cars on these short tracks. And, and Colorado has sure, sure got some bumps in it and bruises in it and the cars are hopping around and losing grip all the time so just no matter how big a gap we had it seemed like the earlier we let off going into the corners about halfway through that race it seemed like the faster we got the bigger gap that we had um so it kind of played into our favor just with the handling of our napa filters toyota uh for us to enable us to 
to get the big enough lead that, that we had, just, just the line we were running, the entry speeds we were running, we were able to have really good forward drive off. And I feel like that's, that was kind of our, uh, where, where, what set us apart from maybe Todd and Ryan and, and Grayson. You talked a little bit about the final laps of the race and your battle with Todd Gilliland. You guys really had to fight hard for that win at the very end. And uh, when it comes down to these late race uh, moments like this, what do you really expect out of these drivers, especially when you have a teammate behind you like that? Did you have any expectations for what he might do at the end of that race and what you might end up having to deal with? <laughs> Not really. Um, being that he was a teammate and knowing how fast we were, I knew we were the car to beat, and I didn't know how aggressive he would be. Um, I think he was doing everything he could to, to add another W to his win column, and and I was doing the same thing. Um, after we had cleared him going down the back stretch with about, I can't remember if it was three or four to go, I thought we had it in the bag right there. I thought we could just kind of put a little distance between him and I, and now we can kind of go on to win that race. And um, just, just all night, his entry speeds were a lot faster than ours, and I think he got in a little harder than uh, we did, and, and maybe I slowed up a little bit more than he anticipated. He kind of got in the back of us a little bit. We, we moved up the racetrack. He was he was able to get next to us, and, and I tried to run the outside for as long as I could, but at the last second, we decided to dive back to the inside, and he had washed up a little bit uh, getting into three, and so we were able to get our nose in there and tucked up on, on him and, uh, and and get next to him, and as soon as we did, we were able to clear him the very next lap and, and go back to win that race. So I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, watching the replay. I still haven't seen the replay yet. Uh, um it was definitely a good win for the whole team. The guy, everybody over at Bill McAnally Racing just worked so hard for that win. And, and to get get our second win on the Napa Filters team and the fourth win for Bill McAnally Racing, and it's, it's a true testimony on how, how hard those guys are working. Proud to be a part of that organization. Last week we talked about what your Colorado win meant to you from two years ago, and now you've won at your home track again for the second time, and this one in really grand fashion with the great battle you had in the final few laps. What does this second win mean to you? It, it means a lot. Um, I don't know if this win will quite mean as much as, as that win back in 2014. Um, you know, winning back in 2014 just, just with no expectations from anybody and more or less from myself, not knowing how we were going to stack up against the rest of the field and then going out there and, and getting a big win in front of a hometown crowd and in front of a lot of Napa and Napa filter guys uh, back in that day, and not knowing what that would lead into and come to find out, you know, my foot in the door with Bill and, a full-time ride and, and a championship last year into 2015. But nevertheless, winning this past weekend, um, it, it means a lot to have the amount of fans and friends and family with us and, and behind us and all their support. And it was really cool how they all got to come over to the pits after the race and, and kind of celebrate with us. So this is this was a win that I'll definitely remember for a real long time. And now looking ahead to two weeks from now, you guys don't have a lot of time off. You guys are headed to Sonoma Raceway next for the first road race of the season for you guys. You raced there last year. You got a 13th place finish. What are your expectations for this season? If I can if I can go into Sonoma and grab a top five finish, that would, that would be like a win for us. Uh, just with my limited road course experience, uh, I feel optimistic going into Sonoma, but there's just so many unknowns. I know Ty and all the guys over at BMR are going to bring a really fast race car, and it's going to put put it into the hands of the drivers. And hopefully I can just minimize all mistakes, try not to wheel hop at any point in the race, and just come out of there with a good finish. But at the end of the day, I mean, Brandon McReynolds had a really strong finish there last year in his BMR Toyota and, and with Ty Joyner as a crew chief. So 
Um, I know we have the capability to run it up front. Uh, we just we just need to make sure we, like I said, minimize the mistakes and do everything we can to have a great finish. Well, Chris, good luck to you out at Sonoma Raceway next week, and congratulations again on the win at Colorado National Speedway. Thanks again for joining us today. Well, I appreciate it, Anthony, and uh, thanks again, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you soon. Gentlemen, start your engine. You're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNAPA.com. Featuring appearances by Bill McAnally Racing Drivers, Todd Gilliland, Riley Herbst, Julia Landauer, and 2015 NASCAR K&N Pro Series West Champion, Chris Eggleston. Now here's your host, Anthony Alejandres. Big thanks to Chris Eggleston for joining us on the show today. What a big last couple of races he's had. Back-to-back wins. Things are really happening for the number 50 Napa Filters 50th anniversary team. And five races in, and it's four wins for Bill McAnally Racing in the West Series, and one two in the points. For Todd Gilliland, he's headed out east this weekend to race in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East race out at Stafford Speedway. It'll be his third start of the year in the K&N Pro Series East. He has one win and one ninth place finish in his first two starts. And this really kicks off a big East Coast schedule for Todd and the number 16 team. He'll be running the next four races in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East competition, mixed in with all these K&N West races that he's got to run with BMR. And Cole Moore? Well, he'll be back in a BMR car very soon as well, out at Stateline Speedway on July 9th, looking to build on the speed that we saw out of him at Colorado National Speedway. The championship battle is heating up in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West, and we're just five races in. Imagine how great the battle will be when we're ten races in. And that race will be Douglas County Speedway for the Toyota Napa Auto Parts 150 in Roseburg, Oregon. The series last visited Roseburg in 2010 when Eric Holmes took the victory. Now the series will return to the great track as the season will be winding down and the championship battle will be in full swing. Don't miss your opportunity to see Oregon's only NASCAR race in 2016. Hop on to BMRNapa.com today and get your tickets for the great race. General admission is just $25 and children 5 and under are free. That ticket will get you in to see the West Coast Modified Shootout 100 and the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West. That's coming sooner than you think. That's Saturday, August 27th, out at Douglas County Speedway. Get your tickets today at bmrnapa.com. Almost wrapped up on this edition of the Bill McNally Racing Access Show. Before we do, though, we'll update you on the upcoming BMR race calendar. This weekend, Todd Gilliland and the number 16 team will be out at Stafford Speedway for the K&N Pro Series East race. And that'll be televised on NBCSN on Thursday, June 23rd at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the next race for the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West is at Sonoma Raceway on Saturday, June 25th. That one will also be televised on NBCSN, but that'll be on Thursday, June 30th, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. NBCSN does a great job covering these races. You definitely want to tune in whenever you get the chance. And they'll be covering all the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East and West races this season that the Bill McAnally Racing Team will be a part of. As always, we thank you for listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. You can find us on bmrnapa.com and on our SoundCloud homepage at soundcloud.com slash bmrnapa. You can download us on your phone through iTunes and the podcast app. Or if you have the SoundCloud app, you can listen directly through there by searching Bill McAnally Racing and following our page. No matter how you choose to listen, we appreciate every single one of you. Thanks again to Chris Eggleston for joining us today to talk about his big victory at Colorado National Speedway. Big thanks to Bill McAnally Racing. Tune in next time to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNapa.com. 
You've been listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNapa.com. 